the intro again. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, f- him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome back to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. I am your host making his long-awaited return, Will, and happy Steiner Math Day to everyone. And I am T.Y., and there's a 33 and thirds chance that this is going to go off the rails. And I am J.D., and fuck the people who run this page and posted the song of the Hedgehog thing. Yeah, it's really those responsible. I don't know. Don't know. Not Sonic the Hedgehog thing? Uh, so I told a story in last week's episode about finding Shadow, the he- somebody found a Shadow the Hedgehog plushie and called it Sonic, and I corrected them and told them it was Shadow, but Sonic probably would be far behind. And so they posted a little video game cover of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog with Shadow on the front. Excellent. Jerks. I don't know. It sounds like you're just wrong. So what? No. How am I wrong? It was probably Sonic. You're colorblind. <laughs> you see the eyes. You see the world through the eyes of a dog or iguana. Dog. Cat. Now cats can see more colors than dogs. Yeah. Cats are not colorblind. What about cat dog? Cat dog can see colors that humans can't see. So they can see clear? Yeah. Okay. So what would clear be a cup? Never mind. We're getting, we're already off the rails here. I'm sorry. You took it off the rails. Sorry. No. Yeah, no. All right, uh, we got a little bit of news to get to this week before we talk about our main topic of the episode, AEW. So uh, let's jump right into it. How about that new world title design? I liked it at first, but the more I look at it, the less I like it. I liked it for like 10 minutes. So I like it. Um, I just wish... I don't know. I don't know. It's like... It looks smaller. It does. It, it looks a little smaller. Uh, it, it's like they try to take the big gold bell belt and put their W on it, but like it, it kind of because of the way it looks, it looks like it just kind of like somebody welded it real sloppy, like on top. Like that. I don't know. It was weird because when they first showed it off, I was like, "Oh hell yeah, world heavyweights back." all that nostalgia, and I was even thinking like, this is going to look great on so many people because it's going to look huge and then I keep seeing all these pictures of wrestlers already holding it, and I'm like, oh that belt's really fucking small I don't, I hate it Um, most, I've seen a lot of complaints because people say that it's like, oh, it looks it's got the logo on the front, what the hell like, every world title I mean, every world title in every combat sports organization out there has their logo smack dab in the fucking middle of it. It's good branding. Damn. The side plates look really nice on it. They do. Yeah. 
Uh, for the record, Shane hates it. So does Jake. Of course, Jake hates it. Jake hates everything. Uh, Shane poo-pooed all over it during Raw. Shane will warm up to it once Roman wins it. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just wondering when they're going to have him united. Is it going to be WrestleMania 40 or SummerSlam? Mania 40. Because they already... I feel like they're going to run back Cody and Roman again. <clears throat> and now it's going to be for all three of the belts and Roman's going to win again. God, that'd be wild. Um... <clears throat> Roderick Strong debuted on AEW Dynamite. It was a legitimate surprise, which we don't get enough of anymore. Uh, apparently, he'd been released several months ago, healed up, and just didn't talk about it. And yes. they debuted in Florida, so he was at home and didn't have to be at a scene in the airport. He only told, apparently, like a couple people. Like, I knew Eric Stevens knew, but that's because they're like besties. And now everyone's blowing him up, being like, so when are you going to wrestle Roddy? <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see Roddy in AEW. Me too. I think, especially once they get this little Undisputed Era reunion out of their system and they all go their separate ways, I'm really excited to see what Roddy does by himself. He'll That's be a good guy to hold down the mid card. Yeah, that's someone that they need to throw the TNT belt on him right away and just have him yeah. in open challenges every week. Yeah, I was about to say that uh, with the TNT championship on him and give him a good, little good run with it. Uh, I think he would do a fantastic job. His cruiser rate run in NXT was incredible. Yeah. I was, I was sad to see how that went out. I know. Unfortunately, um, I mean, two of five live was a lot of fun back in its day, and even then, when they put the belt on him, I was thinking like, okay, maybe it'll get a little bit of a resurgence, and then nope, it was just unified. And even before the end, it just stopped being a cruiserweight belt because one of his last defenses was against fucking Joe Gacy. Yeah, um, got defended against Joe Gacy, Grayson Waller, and a few others, and it just did not make sense. Well, Waller's totally a cruiserweight. Is he? Is he under five pounds? See, Roddy, I don't believe, is an actual cruiserweight. Pretty sure Roddy is. I think they'd bill him at 195. But say he's like more of a middle weight. Yeah, same difference. That kind of. <laughs> uh, we got a few call-ups in the draft this week. Uh, we'll talk more about that here in a minute, but uh, let's talk about the call-ups. Um... The NXT women's division got pillaged. Hard. Yeah. Uh, Indy got called up. So did Ila Dawn and Alba Fire. Uh, all three holding the women's titles in NXT, which makes it make less sense that Indy didn't drop it last week in a triple threat. Yeah, I've never understood what, why you would call NXT talent up while they're holding championships I've, I've never understood that well I mean they they immediately set up for at least for Kaylee Ray and what's her face to drop the tag belts right away because they immediately set up uh, I can't even remember what they've changed their names to that one girl from Ninja Warrior and her friend oh god 
was it Casey? Uh, Casey, Caden Carter and Casey Jane or something. I don't remember. It's, I remember the one of them's Caden Carter, and then the other one they changed. I remember they changed her name around 2.0 era to something really stupid. Yeah, I don't remember. That's Ricochet's girlfriend and Black Sindel from Mortal Kombat. That's that's the best that I. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, it looks like Indy's hurt, too. Uh, they showed her. She had the boot on when she got drafted. Uh, she... That looked pretty gnarly, the way her leg turned on NXT there at night. Bro, so there's... Is it non-women in the NXT all have ACL tears? Damn. Yeah, it's... But what the fuck are they doing down there that's got them all banged up like that? That's, that's my question, too. It's like, what's... What the going on? What are they been for? They clearly got to be doing some kind of crazy ass training in the warehouse down there. I think, uh, like, if I if uh, if I saw the article a few days ago on the internet, uh, there is some kind of certain workout that they're not okay with, but they're having them do it anyway, and I think that's accelerating the injury, or it's just more prone to happen just make them chain wrestle bears again that worked fucking great for the von erics love that idea but well, Stu hart too i think Stu also had a Stu was very big on bears he actually welcomed one in the home and welcomed one in the home yeah nah bro sure what why not get nah. That was his assistant trainer down in the dungeon. Yeah, why? Uh, those people were screaming. It wasn't stupid. And clearly, it has to be a good training method because I mean, look at the talent he's produced. Yep. Chris Jericho's still going as as we speak. Exactly. And that's clearly because he knows how to work bears. I mean, Danielson's still going. I mean, he wasn't a Stu Hart tattoo guy, though, so. I mean, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer. Yeah, esteemed Hart Dungeon trainees. What about Tap? I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's what you need in your career, Tyler. You need to go lock up with some bears, get that longevity going. Do you think so? Like, yeah. Well, be the weight limit to those bears. That um, I don't know. I, I feel like you got to kind of run those open weight matches because, I mean, bears be husky boys. But that depends on the season, though. Like, like sometimes, like if bears just wake up, they're skinny as hell, and they're pretty hungry, so that's they'd be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, but I feel like we need to get these, like they've been up for a minute, they've already eaten plump bears because... If you can deal with a heavier bear, then you can deal with anything. That's true, yeah. So, if I'm dealing with a heavier bear, you don't necessarily want to go for the knees. No, bears have great knees. I just watched Cocaine Bear, trust me, I know. I mean, I I figured that would Cocaine Bear be able to watch to, to study up. Yeah, do your tape study, and also watch it, because it's a great fucking movie. So also... It, Let's it's got everything you could want. 20 minutes in a bear with a line off the severed leg. And also, if we're watching... We're gonna see this. 
um, you can't do like Winnie the Pooh because that's just like taking the easy rate way out. Yeah, Pooh's not a work rate bear. No, not at all. He's a pro right. no guy. Yeah. What's up, Jenny? Let's talk about the rest of the draft real quick. Cool. Oh, were you not enthralled by our bear conversation? No, not at all. Well, well if you want to see cocaine bear, though. Right, rest of the draft. Uh, obviously, the bloodline went first, which is Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman, which was not the Usos. Yeah. We'll talk more about that here in a minute when we talk about their match on SmackDown. Bianca Belair also went to SmackDown, Street Profits, Edge, Bobby Lashley, EOC, AJ Styles is back randomly, Damage Control, and obviously Alba Fire deals with Donald, we just talked about. Raw, got Cody Rhodes. There's a lot of problems there. Becky Lynch, they took Becky Lynch over Rhea Ripley, who is the other women's champion. A lot I mean, of problems. I can't say they're both women's champions. But they don't have both women's champions. Bianca is going to SmackDown. Exactly. So, And they already had her cutting promos basically saying, like, we're swapping the belts again. Yeah, that's so dumb. Um, Imperium's going to Raw. All three yeah. Riddle. Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Shinsuke, and Indy Hartwell. Um, in the supplemental draft, <clears throat> we got the Viking Raiders going to Raw, Dexter Loomis, Candice LeRae, Maximum Mel Models, Natalia, Apollo Crews, Ethan called back up from NXT, Chelsea Green and Sonya, Zoe Stark's getting caught up, and so is J.D. McDonough. Uh, SmackDown in the supplemental draft got Hit Row and Lacey Evans. And apparently, Omos is a free agent negotiated by MVP. Because he's too big for one brand to contain. Uh, okay. Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler, and Von Wagner. He's too okay. fucking big for one show. They had to make room on all three. So I love how Von Wagner uh, has been going through the storyline of, like, he's got no charisma, he's going nowhere, and then he's just like a free agent not getting caught up anywhere. Like NXT doesn't want him, Raw doesn't want him, SmackDown doesn't want him, he's just in the middle. They need to send him back to the AWA. He would be great there. Oh. So, um, I was thinking World Class Championship Wrestling, but... J.D. McDonough getting caught up is interesting. I think he's a good fit for Raw. I don't like him. Why not? Um... Aside from the speaking out controversy around oh, yes. his head is shaped like a jar and it makes me uncomfortable watching it and he's, I don't know, nothing about him, what he does in the ring stands out to me. He's just like, did y'all know that I was trained by Finn Balor and I also look a lot like Finn Balor? <laughs> he just does all those moves, but he does the ones that Ballard doesn't do anymore. Rosado. Cody going to Raw, getting moved away from Roman. Does he pick up this title? Does he get a consolation prize? No. He doesn't get a consolation I, prize, does he? No, I guarantee you the finals are going to be him and Seth, and Seth's finally going to get his win. I, I, I think Seth's the favorite. To win the sleeve belt. He should be. Um, I also would cannot Finn Balor, though. 
I would very much count out Finn Balor. Unless he's going to SmackDown, like, the rest of Judgment Day. No, Judgment Day is going to go to Raw. Why would you count Finn Balor, then? Because Seth and Cody and Drew are there. That's fair. And but Drew is Finn, the, I mean, the dark horse to me. Finn is one of Triple H's favorites. Yeah, but... I don't know. I, I feel like they're going to do some shenanigans. It's going to be another year-long Seth Cody storyline. And then somehow around Mania time... Cody's honestly probably going to win another Rumble and then use that to jump over to SmackDown. I don't see Roman losing this belt. Like, I was assuming that they were setting Cody up to win in the SummerSlam, but with them separating Cody and Roman, they're going to wait till Mania. They will come back to that. And you know, I'll hold this title for another full year. I'm okay with it. There's still a lot that can be done. We're just well, now getting to, to the culmination of the Usos getting kicked out. Honestly, There's I think they might be. we done, but you went, you brought up the good, the thing here. I feel like they're rushing the Usos getting kicked out. Uh, I don't know. I feel like on one hand, I kind of get that, but on the other, I feel like they kind of need to pot shot it a little bit because... After the tag belt swapping hands and beating Cody, there was no real storyline going for the bloodline other than the Usos getting kicked out, or at the very least, Jay. But, I don't know, I feel like they need this because, especially with, I assumed we were going to get a Matt Riddle-Roman feud, and now Riddle's gone to Raw, so we definitely ain't getting that, so... They haven't lined up anybody for Roman to beef with. So how often do you think they will get that somebody for this new angle for Roman? Uh, I would like to say here in the next week or so. It probably will be. I just honestly have no idea who they'll go with. I could honestly see them doing AJ because it seems like... What I think is going to happen is Jay's going to get kicked out and Jimmy isn't. And the whole reason they didn't draft the Usos with the bloodline is because Jay is going to get sent to Raw. Solo and Jimmy will tag together and then they'll do a bunch of trios of the bloodline and the club. Are they the club or the OC now? They changed their name so much. There's something. That is the best way to describe as their something. Uh, unemployed in a, in a year is what I would call them. Ooh. I mean, two, two out of the four of them will be perfectly fine. I think Mia Yim will do fine, and I think AJ will be fine, but yeah, no, Gallows and Anderson, there ain't no need for them. No. Uh, also, what's the, the fact they've been off television since AJ got hurt? What the fuck was that angle with them just making Viking Raiders look like big old dorks and then being like, all right, and they're going to Raw now. Hated it. That was so stupid. That whole thing was stupid. They didn't make a big deal on AJ coming back. And just like, look at me, I'm here. And the worst part is I already know they're going to make try to make that their little catchphrase of club handle your business. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's going to be a t-shirt, I guarantee you, and it's going to be terrible. 
That's oh lord. Um. Oh, by the way, my pick for the new world championship uh, would be Seth freaking Rollins. That that just makes too much sense to me. He needs it. The man's been carrying Raw on his back for the last year with no world title to work with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would not hate to see Seth carrying around the new world belt. I, thought, I, I wouldn't. Plus, I think it. Seth would look good with the big gold. Yeah. The man's been on fire for a while. He he needs he needs the validation. Yeah. yeah. Your dog agrees too. Your dog Your dog's being quiet. Oh well, who? He's being fed. Oh. To who? Where do you think dinner is tonight? Oh, you're eating the dog. The dog's being fed to you. It was desperate times. Bunch of Filipinos, I swear. Good lord. But anyway, we're off track again. Um. So the draft uh, stuff takes effect uh, May eighth. Is that right? Oh, I thought it was right away. No, no, they take place after backlash. Speaking of which, uh, backlash. We got we got a bad bunny, uh, Damian Priest street fight. That I can't wait for that because I'm the crowd energy in that building is going to be insane. Like that needs to be the main event. That's going to be nuts. It better be the main event. But it's going to be a Brock Cody. Oh, are they actually doing that a backlash? Yeah, they're doing that a backlash. So it made official. Do you? It'll be like oh, match. Actually, no, that'll be kind of hilarious if they have that go after Damien and Bad Bunny because I guarantee you at least a quarter of that stadium is going to leave after Bad Bunny's match. What if they open the show with it? Oh, that'd be the worst case scenario. Oh, yeah. I haven't been here in a while, so I don't know if y'all covered Mayu Iwatami winning the IWGP Women's Championship. We wanted to wait on you for that. We did. I, I I talked about it briefly. Dude, such a good fucking match. Mayu was beating the dog shit out of Mercedes. Which is Left exactly the match. Big all fucking well on her forehead. Really fucking good match. And then really weird for them to immediately turn around and be like, we're having a strong women's belt too. Which is weird because the other belts have been kind of peppering in storylines like they're about to unify and get rid of the strong belts. Like they already put the strong openweight tag belts back on Aussie Open who have the heavyweight tag belts. And they've been kind of teasing towards Kenta and Tomatonga feuding to unify both of the strong and never openweight belts. So I don't know. They're doing that, and it's very obviously just to give Mercedes another belt to work U.S. shows because Iwatami didn't want to do it. But, it is what it is. I like Strong. We got a Trinity for two debut in Impact. Yeah. About that women's division over there. So stacked. The knockout so, is stacked. So fucking stacked. They had her uh, facing Kylan King, who 
Granted, she may have lost them at the tapings, but as of currently, she's one half of the Knockouts Tag Team Champions with Taylor Wilde. But, I'm excited to see what she does over there. Uh, she has a lot of room to grow over there uh, and raise her stock. And uh, it'll be fun to see what happens at the end of her contract if she goes back or if she decides to go follow Mercedes over to Japan. Dude, her new finisher is fucking sick. I haven't seen it. It's... Honestly, I'm not even sure how to describe it, but when you see it, it's going to be one of those ones where it's like, oh, why don't people do that all the time in wrestling? Kind of like sure. Warrior. It's, it's basically turning like a simple roll-up into a submission. Looks fucking sick. It's uh, very yeah. obvious she's been training with Mercedes because the snippets I saw of her match, she's been implementing a lot of Yave into her. Move set. I almost forgot about the CM Punk watch. He was backstage at Raw and Impact this week. Yeah, that's just weird. Like yeah, that, he was on a flight back to Chicago from Florida, and he ended up on, on a flight with a bunch of people going to Raw and decided to pop in and apologize to the Miz and clear the air there and uh, talk to Triple H and. That they didn't ask to leave. It was all very amicable. Then he went to head packed and hung out with them since they were filming in Chicago. You think Punk is uh, starting to turn a new leaf here and let, letting all the anger go? No, but he's trying to put on PR face. Yeah. Because he's coming back soon. And yeah, they're building uh, a whole TV show around him. So they need people to stop hating Punk. Somebody brought up recently... Uh, do you really think if he cleared the air with the Miz, he hasn't cleared the air with the Elite when he's about to come back to the company? Good question. Uh, I mean, I, I just think if he's going to clear the air with the Miz, he probably has already cleared the air with the Elite. He probably has. And he's already somewhat cleared the air with Jericho, too. All yeah, I have about talk. this is I want him to sit down one-on-one -on -one in a room with Booker T and just let Booker T fucking roast the shit out of him for all that I'm a locker room leader bullshit he did back in the day. I'll, um, I'll be excited to see Pac back in wrestling well. Either way. I'm excited for a few of the matches it will bring, but overall, I don't know. Like, that's why I'm kind of okay with them doing the whole collision thing and having a soft brand split and Punk will just be the face of that show because it it got really annoying towards the end whenever it was like, Punk is here every week and now here's our obligatory Punk segment. We've got to make Punk show up and look good. And I don't know, there's just so many people on that roster that I would rather see than CM Punk. Well, I mean, you, you did pay him that, or not you, but they did pay him that 50-plus million-dollar contract, and my dog Oreo doesn't like it either. So, I mean, what do you do? How, long, you... how many years is on that contract, too? Oh, no, that's not his contract. But, uh, Warner Brothers is paying, or, yeah, Warner Brothers is paying AEW $52 million for the production cost for Collision. 
Damn, then I better see some crazy shit for that setup. So he is worth $52 million to AEW. Okay. In the long run. Uh, that leads us to our longer discussion in this episode. AEW. Uh, we famously have complained about that show a lot on this, on this show. Uh, except for Will, our uh, resident AEW. Nerd. I love it. Um, so we wanted to sit down, have a little talk about uh, why we don't like it. What I'll tell you why you're wrong. What we do like about it and what we think they could do better that would make us more interested in it. So let's talk about, let's start off and talk about some things that I think they're doing right or that we think they're doing right. Uh, first of all, uh, the way they book Moxley and Brian Danielson is top notch. I like that there's been lately they've been really taking a page out of Dragon Gate's book and they're just like everyone needs to be factioned up right now. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Faction warfare is the spice of life. And I, I like I like this little warfare. It kinda reminds me of wrestling when I grew up. Well, and this elite Blackpool Combat Club storyline's been fucking good. Uh, I'll give it that. One of the things I think they're doing right right now is the storyline. I've enjoyed everything about it because it feels like it's way more than just here's two groups beefing with each other. You have Blackpool Combat Club who's going around crazy and stabbing everybody, but then there's so many layers on the elite side because you've still got the Bucks kind of wanting to welcome hang back it, Hangman back in and Hangman once in, but there's still some animosity between him and Kenny. And now in comes Takeshita, so now they technically don't need Hangman. But then there's the even more layers of, oh, well, Takeshita's here, but Abushi's right around the corner. So I what's thing Abushi going to think that Kenny's found himself a new Japanese hunk? Another cool. thing I think they're doing right lately is uh, building up the four pillars in this uh, four pillar storyline. Yeah. They've done a it's, good job of simultaneously raising all of their profiles. They're utilizing Sammy well, which is a very hard thing to do, but they've finally accepted Sammy is not going to be that star we thought he was from the beginning, but we can use how annoying he is to build more heat on MJF and also build up Darby and Jungle Boy. Which Jungle Boy's still feeling a little rough around the edges, but is slowly filling into those Man of Banner shoes. And Darby, as questionable of a person as he is, I think he has stepped up into the main event role really well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm about to choke. Main eventer? Yeah. I mean, Darby's one of the biggest stars that they've got right now. He's stupid over with the crowds, with or without Sting there. And lately, Sting hasn't even been there that much, which proves that it worked. Darby's got about five more years in his career before he gets addicted to painkillers. Oh, that I give it less than that, but... Yeah, I was about to say, who says, he, he's, who says he's not now? I give him three. I think he... Yeah, um... He just takes the most 
ridiculous bucks for no reason. Yeah, which I mean, he always says he's not trying to, he's aiming to be retired from wrestling before he hits 35, and that's why he does all this crazy shit is because he's here for, to create a lot of dope memories and moments in as short a time as possible. But it's off. And it's like, if you want to do that, that's fine. But you also, when you're just on the indies or whatever, I feel like that's okay. But when you have now become positioned as one of the top baby faces in the second biggest wrestling company in the world, you kind of got to reevaluate that and think like, okay, what works for the long run of the company and not just me because... They're clearly investing a lot into him, and it's going to really suck on everyone's end when they put all that investment in, and then bam, oh, he took a crazy-ass dive off a ladder, and now his spine is fucked, and he's crippled. Yep. There's a time where you got to stop that shit, and like what Will was saying, he's in that that level now, um, whether I agree with it or not, but now he's now he's that much over so why why get that crazy you know um and also it's like leaving a legacy for younger talent to come in i mean who's to say that the next generation comes and said oh well, i watched Darby Allen. this is how we did it and it's like it's not exactly the greatest example of how to have longevity in professional wrestling well yeah but with that, that's just a drip down effect because Darby Allen clearly was influenced by motherfuckers like Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Which, man, I, that match still bothers me to this day. And that was what, over a year ago now when they had their singles? Mm-hmm. Like, crazy yeah. ass match, but they had no business allowing them to do that spot, mostly Jeff, because. I guarantee you that individual match was the main reason why Jeff relapsed so hard. Yeah, I mean, it's like nobody's thinking about the long term with the help of those guys. And um, Here's where we get into the uh, negatives of AEW. Because that's one of my my biggest uh, drawbacks from them is the, the matches are incredible. Don't get me wrong, but they set the bar so high for themselves, especially with the high spots, that they're always trying to top that. And it's just to keep getting people hurt. Yeah, and it goes back to the tweet that MJF posted and then immediately deleted about having longevity, taking care of yourselves. and, And I agree with MJF on how these fans are not all of them, but majority of them are so bloodthirsty and they get off on that kind of stuff. And it's just like, I think about it and it's, it's so kind of sad to think about it, you know? I mean, sure, you want to see good matches and have memorable ones, but I mean, it seems like to in, in my case, like to me, a lot of this stuff is not really memorable anymore you know it's almost earth it uh i don't know i think that they've made a lot of memorable moments in matches that 
shouldn't have been that memorable, but it's... I definitely think, especially in terms of some of the high flyers, they need to... They need to spread out their variety in their match types. Like, they need to... They need to go back to that old Ring of Honor rhythm of you have your high flyer match, your crazy tag match, and here's a technical match, and then here's a brawl fest. I'll... I mean, speaking of Ring of Honor, that's where Dante Marty got hurt. Yeah, but that was... I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with that table spot. I think that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of those. You know, there's a lot of that shit going on, and it shouldn't be that way. Like, when are we... Like, Dante, Dante Martin just broke his leg on that thing. You would think somebody sit down and say, hey, we kind of need to chill out on these types of matches. But they're not doing that. Like, that's not, I'm not seeing it. I mean... We'll go back since, to the and try it again. Since Dante's leg did a full 180 on him, that... I feel like they've definitely taken a little bit of a step back... And I do think that that's one thing that kind of benefits them about having such a bloated roster is a lot of dudes get several weeks downtime to rest up in between matches, which is also why more people are willing to do crazier spots because they get more downtime to recover and don't have to be back on TV in three days. But I don't know. It's it's definitely going to end up... I'm hoping that... Dante's leg doing that will be the last time we see something freakish like that there for a good minute. But at the same time, I already know that this cage match next week with Omega and Moxley, they're going to do something stupid and it's going to be off. Very dumb. Yeah. I 110% agree with you. But yeah, um, I, I agree with Will. We should... Go back to those variety of matches. Like you have your hard hitter, you have your technical wrestlers, and you have good tag team matches, trios, high flying, um, stuff like like I'm all for that. All right, well, here's another one of the problems, and I gotta put this question to you: Where the fuck is Miro? Um, that's a Miro problem, not a them problem. Why the fuck hasn't Miro been world champion already? Um, Because honestly, in that roster, the way I see it is there's at least 10 other dudes on that roster that should be in that slot ahead of Miro. No. I think Miro would be a great for an international championship run, but there's so many dudes in line that... Miro's coming off that TFC run. Miro coming off that TNT run was built for the world title. Yeah, but I don't know. I think, honestly, I think they're just going to end up releasing Miro and he'll go back to WWE and then not be a world champion there, too. <laughs> I mean, he, you're not wrong. Because my thing is, I feel like he thinks like, oh, I, I deserve much better than what either company is giving me which to an extent is kind of true but it's also like at a certain point you just have to kind of take what they give you because if no one's wanting to put their world title on you then just, yeah. just accept it dude yeah 
respect them, but I don't know. Like, there's like Malachi needs that world title run before we get to Miro. I need Eddie. I to agree with that. Belt. I need Eddie to be the one to beat MJF. Uh, no. I just want anybody to beat MJF. Only person I want to do it is Eddie. His world title run has been very underwhelming. Yeah, which I feel like has been partially by design because I think they're trying to... I think they've successfully have made people not like MJF again because there was that brief moment where he was suddenly the most over babyface in the fucking company. It's not even about liking him, though. His world title range just sucks. It was booked. I, I think the Danielson feud was really lame other than Danielson's match. matches and then the Iron Man match itself was good, but I've I think they've done good so far with the Four Pillars storyline. I really liked how it started, where it was obvious this was going to be a four-way, but everyone's beef was very separate from each other, and it was just them going head-to-head with MJF talking shit, and then they had that promo with Darby and Jungle Boy out there and then mixed it all together. So they've got All Out coming up, and All In... Like a week later, which makes Bro, no sense. we got double or nothing coming up too. But I, I know. I that my problem though is all out and then all in being a week later. Why would they try to do that? Well, because a week is the longest that they can keep it all in before they have to take it all out. Fuck's sakes. Will. I hate you sometimes. Emmett. No, you don't. Um, I don't know. Um, that, I think, it just seems questionable to me to hold those a week apart. I think it is questionable, but I th- honestly think the real reason is probably really lame and mundane, which is this is the only time slot they could get Wembley, and the Wembley deal was probably finalized way after they had already signed a contract to run all out at wherever that's going to be. And then it just came down to, well, shit. That's well, fair. Uh, you know what? That sounds like such a Tony Khan thing to happen, though, for being honest. Yeah, but that's such a good problem to have is like, oh, no, I've accidentally booked these two giant stadiums a week apart from each other in different continents. Whatever will I do? That is such <laughs> a great billionaire problem to have. You're right on that one. Yeah. yeah. But, I don't know. I feel like... Because they haven't directly said it, but they basically have said that All In is going to be more in vain of original All In, where it's just, here's a crazy super card, and then All Out is probably going to be a lot of story-heavy stuff. You think we get CM Punk and the Elite in the ring at All In? No, that's going to be All Out. I think... It's going to be All Out. No, because I think All In, we're going to get a run back of Kenny and Osprey. Mm, that'd be a good match because Osprey is guaranteed going to be on that card and they've already been very slowly peppering towards him trying to get the belt back from Omega which I hate to say it but I'm okay with it because Kenny ain't done jack shit with the belt and he rarely ever even brings it out on TV yeah 
And that's my thing is if you're not going to do shit with your championship, at least wear it. Why don't we Why talk? Good happen with Goldberg. Chris Jericho. I really hope they don't bring Goldberg in. They need to. They don't. Think, think about this, though. What if you get Chris Jericho and Greenberg? It finally happens. I just want to see Bill Goldberg back on TNT. I just want to see Goldberg go away forever and not actually see him. He could have some banger-ass matches in AEW. Come on now. With who? Everyone. Chris Jericho. Other than, I'm not going to lie, him versus Darby would be awesome because Darby would be bumping like fucking crazy. And not by choice either. <laughs> but no, I there's not a single person in AEW that I'm like, hell yeah, I want to see that. Other than Eric Bischoff's, this needs to be the all-in main event to sell out. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, that would be so bad. I do want to see it. <laughs> versus Goldberg. You're coming around to it. It'd be so fucking t- terrible, but it's the I kind think the of best game. match. If you're not gonna do, if you're gonna do the elite and punk it all out, I think the best match for all out or all in as far as punk goes would be Brian Danielson. Yeah, they've punk never was- had a match where it was a huge deal since they've become like huge deals. Yeah, but punk don't need to be exposed like that. Oh, come on. They can wrestle a match where Punk won't be exposed. No, they can't. Yes, they can. No, it'll become very glaringly obvious. Punk is out of shape now. He ain't got it. And if we're all being honest, he never was that good of a technical wrestler. Uh, He was pretty good back in his day. Uh I mean, he was a good all-arounder, but I don't think he particularly thrived at one particular in-ring style. Um, if we're, if we're getting collision and everything, uh, we're separating Punk and the Elite, or getting separate rosters. Are they going to do a draft? How are they going to split it up? What do you think? I hope so. I love drafts. I do, do. I think a draft would be needed. I'm wondering how they handle Rampage, though, going forward. Goodness, yeah. Rampage was such a ambitious project that they just kind of took the shit on immediately. Yeah. Popcorn fart. It's like, we're getting CM Puck, we're getting CM Puck, we're getting CM Puck, we got CM Puck, we don't care about the show anymore. Well, they were doing good for a minute whenever they were like, Moxley will now only wrestle on Rampage. Yeah. But it's just now there's, there will be maybe one match that it's like, okay, I want to see that, but it's typically a predictable outcome because they're not going to put anything crazy on a pre-tape. Well, they're putting a pre-tape on a pre-tape next week. How are they? What are they doing next week? The Hardy compound match, the... What was it? The oh yeah, the firm, the firm match. Yeah, man, I hope the firm wins. <laughs> I'm over the firm, they- dude. I love the firm now that they've actually all started hanging out together, and it's not just Ethan Page and Stokely Hathaway. 
I love it. I just I love think, anything that's Stokely Hathaway on screen. I mean, it's anything with Stokely, anything with Lee Moriarty, and honestly, anything with Big Bill. I fucking love me some Big Bill. He really redeemed himself with that impact run last year. So, Will, to wrap this up, who do we need to keep our eyes on in AEW? Who do you think is going to be the big deal that we're out looking at right now? That y'all aren't looking at? Yep. Um, Everybody already knows Takeshita is going to be a really big deal. Everybody already knows Jungle Boy is going to be the next big main eventer. But I definitely think they've got a few sleeper picks that are going to be really big stars. Um, Number one is still always going to be Lee Moriarty. He's going to be so fucking big one day. And now that he's starting to get more personality, it's already showing. But Moriarty's definitely going to be some big, big shit later on. Willow Nightingale's going to be their biggest women's star within five years max. Oh, I hope so. She's so awesome. I think Roddy's going to go a lot further than people will expect. And honestly, I think Roddy might be one of the first ones of the Undisputed Era kids to hold the world title. I would love that. Not against that one either. I think everyone is still sleeping on Commander. I think he's going to become a Swiss Army Knife utility player for them where he can just immediately slide into any position on the card and thrive. And honestly, I think a lot of people are sleeping on my boy Juice Robinson right now. Bullet Club Gold. I don't know what the fuck is going on with that storyline, and I kind of need them to hotshot it because I need clarification. Bullet Club Gold is so dumb. It's, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm fine with it. I just don't like that it's called Bullet Club Gold after they made a whole shebang of Jay White is no longer in Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah. And I get they're trying to go for a wolf pack kind of thing, but. Well, we see, we saw how that happened in WCW. It didn't work well. Yeah, the wolf pack was awesome. No, I don't think so. I don't know. The wolf pack was so sick. I don't know. Yeah. Red. And their music was dope. The music was dope. All right. Uh, Will, I think it's time for our MVPs of the week. Do you want to take that for us? Yes. My MVP for the week. Ooh, honestly, that's kind of a tough pick. Because kids been showing out this week. Tyler, you want to go first? Be honest with you. There's not a not a whole lot that I got to um, see in wrestling this week, but um, I will give the MVP. It'll be to three people, and it'll be all three women that got called up to the main roster. Uh, it's always a good day to see uh, NXT talent being called up to Raw or SmackDown and going up to the main roster. It's always a good day to see that. So those would be my these. I remember the days when we all dreaded those. Look. Yeah. Well, you got yours yet? Yeah. Honestly, I'm a. I think I'm gonna have to give my MVP of the week to Steve Macklin. 
the current reigning and defending Impact World Champion. He's... I always knew he would be destined for great things in Impact, but now that he's actually got the strap, he's proved that he was a worthy investment, and I'm excited to see where his career goes from here. And my other MVP of the week is that random lady that stormed into the ring at the Noah show to yell at Kaido Kiyomiya for not being strong enough. <laughs> what now? So, at the last Noah show, um, they were doing a six-man. I can't even remember who was in it. I just remember Kaido Kiyomiya, who's the current face of Noah, was in there. And this lady slid in the ring and just started yelling at him, being like, you have to be stronger, Kiyomiya. You're gonna, you have to show us a stronger Noah. And then security just dragged her out. <laughs> Good lord. But it was the kind of thing that... I guarantee you now WWE is going to try to copy with Cody Rhodes, but they're just going to get a plant to do it. They'll get a, a local independent uh, women's star. Oh, God. Yay, D. My MVP of the week. Huh. Probably have to Carmelo Hayes. Dude oh, doesn't lie. He does not miss. He's so good. He's like, so fucking good. And man, that match with uh, Grayson Waller this week was fucking incredible. And uh, he's got um, Braun Breaker coming back up at uh, Battleground, I think. NXT Battleground or some stupid shit. Oh, like they that. gave Battleground to NXT? I think so. If I remember that right, that was the name they said. I remember rolling my eyes when I saw I heard it, so I think that's about right. Hey, Battlegrounds, I will always hold a special place in my heart for that one year that they had a really good one because they did the Shield triple threat. And I remember okay. on the promo graphics, everybody had flags. So, uh, yeah, Melo Hayes. That's had to be mine. He, uh, I, I hate he's probably not going to get called up, but... Uh, Honestly, they kind of needed him to stay down there for a bit longer because they need some star power. They do need somebody to hold it down down there. He's perfect for that. Uh, well, Jake's not here this week, so what is what do they need to do, fellas? Go watch Impact Wrestling. And bring money. <laughs> <laughs>